It is time to have access to uncommon realms of glory and success. Yet, this can only be achieved on the platform of the mystery of wisdom. Get said, Prophet Prince Ohini Bequin is teaching mysteries for your mastery. Focus, listen now. Can to clear my Every time, yeah, yesterday I was talking about you. Yeah, the Lord bless you. And we believe that this year, the Lord will give you your own ministry. Amen. Seven Kingdom Mysteries for Business Breakthrough. This month has been a month of business breakthrough banquets. Our Wednesday midweek services. Friday, Mountain of Resource Experience, our prayer service. Saturday, Facebook Live services. And Sunday service are all geared towards business breakthrough. Somebody, you will see the hand of God in your business in the name of Jesus. Yeah. So, I want you to pray right now. Father, grant me understanding as your word is coming. Lift up your voice and pray. Father, grant me understanding as your word is coming. Lift up your voice. Let's pray. Father, grant me understanding as your word is coming. Lift up your voice. Shake up Aladabala Brababala Dabala Dabasa. Lift up your voice and pray. Dabase Valadabasha Caprada Capa. Shela Badabara Brababala Dabasa. Father, grant me understanding in your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Mark chapter 4 verse 11. Jesus said, Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables. That means in the kingdom we operate by mysteries. In the kingdom we operate by secrets. In the kingdom we operate by revelations. The more revelations you have, the higher you rise in the kingdom. The more mysteries you have, the higher you attain masteries. So, in the kingdom of God, we operate by mysteries. We operate by what? Mysteries. We do not operate by logic. We do not operate by cultural philosophy we do not operate by worldly standards we operate by mysteries alright so you have to understand that in the kingdom of God 
we are separate from the people of the world. Our operations are separate from the people of the world. Our thought patterns are separate from the people of the world. Jesus said, for those who are in the kingdom, you understand the mysteries. But for those who are outside the kingdom, everything is done in parables. Outside the kingdom. That means that there are people who are in the kingdom of God. And there are people who are outside the kingdom of God. Now, most believers do not live in the reality that not everybody in the world is part of the kingdom of God. That is why most believers will borrow ideas from every fool and any stupid person. You cannot operate in the kingdom of God with mysteries outside the kingdom of God. You cannot operate in Ghana with the laws of Nigeria. You cannot operate in U.S. with the laws of France. If you are found in a particular geographical area, you are obliged to use the regulations of that jurisdiction for your behavior. So, in the kingdom of God, we operate by the kingdom mysteries. We do not operate by worldly philosophies. And this is very important. You have to wake up to the consciousness that not everybody in the world is part of the kingdom of God. That means not everybody's advice will be good enough for you to operate with. It is mysteries in the kingdom that will make for mysteries in the kingdom. So, the mysteries that we operate with in the kingdom may not be principles or values or systems that worldly people will relate to. Why? Because we are inside the kingdom and they are outside the kingdom. So, we are not the same people. That distinction is very important. We are not the same people. So, when worldly people are teaching how to break through financially, it must definitely be different from kingdom people teaching the same. It must be different. Because we belong to a different kingdom and they belong to a different kingdom. The highest form of human philosophy can still not be equated to the wisdom of God. The highest form of human traditions can still not be equated to the wisdom of God. Praise Jesus. So, you are going to find out that what is important in the kingdom of God is not important to the world. For example, the highest virtue in the kingdom of God is humility. But in the world, there is no humility. The greatest of people in the kingdom of God, Jesus said, in my father's kingdom, the greatest are those who are humble. But in the worldly standard, there is no respect for humility. In fact, in the worldly standard, there is respect for pride and ego. And the prouder you are, the more respect they accord you. But in our kingdom, the humbler you are, the more respect God accords you. We are not the same. We are not the same. 
we operate a different set of value system. Come on. So in the kingdom, there is reverence for humility. But in the world, there is reverence for pride. That shows you how different we are. So if you are a Christian and you are proud, you are worldly. That's it. Because the greatest virtue of our kingdom is humility. In the worldly system, to have financial success, you must be a thief. In the kingdom, to have financial success, you must be a man or woman of honesty. That's the opposite. That's the opposite. So if you are a believer and you are a thief, you are a worldly Christian. They are not the rules. They are not the mysteries for the kingdom. No. No. So expect that your life must how do I say as essentially be different from worldly people. That's it. That's it. That's it. So we are going to look at seven kingdom principles that will make for business breakthrough. Not from a worldly philosophy. Not from human traditions. But from the kingdom perspective. That will make it very different. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 24. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 24. Ask your neighbor, are you part of the kingdom of God? And ask the person, what rules are you using to operate? The liberal soul shall be made fat, and he that watereth shall be watered also himself. Amen? In the kingdom of God, giving is your way out to increase. Giving is your way out. The only way to escape poverty is to be a giver. We are operating by kingdom mysteries. We are not operating by worldly standards. The only way to be a successful businessman and see the clients you want to see, see the sales you want to see, see the effectiveness you want to see, see the results you want to see is connected to your giving it's connected to your giving the liberal soul bible said shall be made fat everybody is thinking about fatness but few people think about liberality everybody is thinking about expansion but few people are thinking about what to do to have the expansion in the kingdom it takes giving to enter into fatness. It takes giving. It takes giving. May somebody receive grace to be a giver in the name of Jesus. So let's look at seven of those mysteries. And all of them are related to giving. You want to see your business work. You want to see your finances work. Number one. Engage giving to the needy. 
giving to the poor, giving to orphans, giving to the needy, giving to the poor, and giving to orphans. Giving is your way out of poverty. Giving is your way out of poverty. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 27. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 27. Is somebody here this morning? Ephesians chapter 4 verse 27 and 28. Neither give place to the devil. Have you seen that? <laughs> 28. Let him that stole steal no more. Have you seen that? If you are a kingdom person and you are a thief, you have given a place to the devil. If you are a kingdom person and you are a thief, you have given place to the devil. There are so many thieves in the kingdom. Stealing everything. There are Christians who are stealing wires. Wires. Stealing all kinds of things. In all kinds of fraud. <laughs> you, you, when you are a kingdom person and you are a thief, you have given a place for the devil. When you give a place for the devil, he comes to build his royalty there. You can imagine. You can imagine. Let him that stole steal no more. You cannot say, when I was not born again, I was a thief. As I'm born again, I'm still a thief. No. Not in the kingdom. But rather, let him labor. Let him do what? We have already established that the driver for prosperity is hard work. Let him labor. Working with his hands the thing which is good. That he may have to give to them that are needy. One of the reasons why you are working is to give to the needy. You cannot say I am working just for myself. You are working for the poor. That is the New Testament revelation. When you work and you have your salary, there is a portion of it that must go to the poor. That is the word of God. You are not working for yourself alone. In the kingdom, there is no tolerance for selfishness. Oh. Now you hear people say, why should I give my money to him? I worked for it. But in the New Testament revelation, you work because you have to give to the poor. Huh. Are, you, are you reading the Bible with me at all? You, you, you look very startled from the very beginning. You work to give to the poor. It's part of the reasons why God gives you your job. Working with his hands, the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needed it. One of the reasons why God gave you your job is to take care of poor people by the salary that comes. You see people so selfish in the kingdom. They never have any budget for the poor. You want to see God turn things around for you? Make room for the poor in your budget. Make room for the poor. Make room for the poor. Make room for the needy. Make room for orphans. Make room for the sick. Make room for the dying. Make room for the dilapidated. 
Make room for all kinds of people in all kinds of problems. Make room for them. Make room for them. Proverbs chapter 21 verse 26. Proverbs chapter 21 verse 26. Thank you Holy Spirit. He coveteth greedily all the day long. Have you seen that? Is that not the habit of many people? Covetousness. Greed. 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 But the righteous giveth and spareth not. In the kingdom, we are not greedy people. We are givers. The only antidote to greed is giving. If you want to stop being greedy, give. Yes, because when you give, you lose what you have power to have greed over. You lose it. Give. And anything you cannot give is controlling you. <laughs> because that thing is telling you that if you give me out, your life has ended. So you are afraid to give that thing and that thing controls you. Anything you cannot give, you have not overcome the power thereof. If you cannot give 1,000 Ghana, 1,000 Ghana is stronger than you. If you cannot give 5,000 Ghana, 5,000 Ghana is stronger than you. 5,000 Ghana is controlling your destiny and your thinking. You give. Giving is the only remedy to greed. Greed, 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 greed. And you'll be surprised to know that there are more poor people who are greedy than rich people. Uh, because rich people give, poor people don't give. You stay by the word. It's not about what people think and what people say. Rich people are, don't you hear countries called donor countries? You hear that countries called re re recipient uh, 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 countries. Well, take us. What will you give America? What will you give China? You receive everything from them. You see, poor people suffer from greed. And because of greed, that's why they cannot give what they have. And because you cannot give what you have, that's why you cannot enter into increase. We are talking about kingdom principles. Yeah. Yeah. You learn how to give to the poor. Now somebody may ask, so how long should I give to the poor? Jesus answers that question. Matthew 26 verse 11. How long should I give to the poor? When you work, make sure you design a part of your budget for the poor and for the needy and for orphans. Make sure. Jesus. Some of these things are too painful to teach. Why must this be a teaching? Ah. Matthew 26 verse 11. Matthew 26 verse 11. Listen to what Jesus has to say. He said, For you have the poor always with you. That's all. How long should I give? As long as there are poor people and there will always be poor people. There will always be poor people. There is always a time that you have to give to somebody. Because there is always somebody who is poor around you. Now, Look around you. There are always 12 people who are connected with you directly. You are going to have at least one of them lacking something that you can provide. You can provide. 
you look at that need, God answers your own need. Yeah. Don't close your eyes on the poor people around you. Don't close your eyes. How will God send rain to feed the poor? That's why he has placed you around them that you become their helpers. Most people are so worried about praying to God to, for him to release divine helpers. Wait, then themselves are divine helpers for the poor. But they don't help them. They don't help them. Now, as you are praying, my God, send me a man who will give me $10,000 to expand my business. Somebody in the same chat with you is praying, Father, send me a man who will give me 10 cities to go home. That you can answer that prayer. But you close your eyes and you go home. The poor you always have with you. Always. That means there is always going to be an opportunity for you to give. And for those who always look poor, people are poorer, you to give to them. You to give to them. That's the only way out of poverty. <laughs> That's the only way out. That's the only way out of poverty. Giving. Giving. Number two. The mystery of giving to your parents. You want to see God turn your business around. Become a man, a woman who gives to your parents. You give to your parents. You give to your parents. Very important. Very important. Those who say, because my father did not take care of me, I will not give to him. Or because my mother did not take care of me, I will not give to her. The problem is that you have not even become a father yet. So, you, you, you don't even understand the situation. Yeah. That's why I say that. Just pray to God that he gives you a child. That's the first prayer you must pray. Before you come to your father did not take care of you, pray that you become a father first then you will understand the situation because you are not there yeah you are not there you learn how to give to your parents now when David had an affair with Bathsheba he was wrong when Absalom added his mouth to it God killed Absalom your father's case is not your case. Your father's case is not your case. Now, you see, the younger you are, the more your father's case, the difference between your father's age and your age will be forever, even in heaven. Uh, as you grow by one, he grows by one. As you grow by one, he also grows by one forever. And in heaven too will not grow. So the age difference will be the same. <laughs> How do you advise somebody whose sperms gave you life? Hmm? It's dangerous. Oh? It's very dangerous for young people to assume a position of knowledge than their parents. Jesus. Huh. 
One of the reasons why people do not honor their parents is because they have issues with them. Listen to me. If you have issues with your parents, you're already under a curse. You are already under a curse. You don't need a prophet to see in the realm of the spirit. Remember what the Bible said in Proverbs chapter 30 that the eyes that mocks the father and despises the mother. The Bible said that young eagles shall pluck those eyes. How do you complete your vision? When you are not walking worthy as a son. As a son. Let me advise young people in this church. Learn how to be afraid of having issues with parents. I, I didn't say try and solve the issues. Be afraid of even having an issue. It, it saves you a lot. It saves you a lot. Now, if you do not have an issue with your parents, then you know that you can give to them easily. So you solve having issues with parents first. Either than that, you will never have the good spirit to give. And as you are not giving to God, it's not blessing your business. So solve the issues. In fact, prevent the issues. Bishop David Abioye said, as I have worked with Bishop Oyedepo all these years, I have seen him work in a certain realm of wisdom that he sees problems coming and he swerves it before it gets close. He swerves the problem before it gets close. Don't try and manage a problem you could have avoided. It's foolishness. Now if you spend 10 years managing you and your father's relationship, how long will you have to give and how much will he bless you? prevent it prevent it first many people are doing damage control when by now they should have having leverage they are doing damage control no no you learn how to give to your parents giving to your parents will release their blessings over you you remember the story of Isaac when he released the blessing over Jacob, the blessing stayed. When he released the blessing over Jacob, the blessing stayed. Your father has been given the divine mandate to direct your destiny by his words. Your mother has been given the divine destiny to direct your life by her words. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. You learn... How to receive their blessings before they close their eyes. Before they finally close their eyes. My goodness. There is a certain realm of blessing that is released upon your life when you honor your parents. Ephesians chapter 6. You honor your parents. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 1. Huh. When your mother is sick, you are rushing from the house to go to work. Uh -huh. You don't have time. Uh -huh. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 1 to 4. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Why? Verse 3. 
that it may be well with you and thou mayest live long on the earth. Beloved, the number of years you enjoy on this earth will be determined by your parents and how you honor them. Complicated. Complicated. By the time I go ahead, I think I will sanitize and name everyone. You will complicate your life. Don't allow it. Honor them. When you honor them, Bible said, it shall be well with you. Derek Prince, Apostle Derek Prince was interviewed. He said, they asked him that, what is the one thing you have seen in life that you don't understand? He said, everybody who did not honor his parents did not live well. He said, I don't understand it. Derek Prince. That's his last interview before he died. He said, I don't understand how everybody who did not honor their parents died shamefully and woefully and empty. I don't understand. That proves the power of the scriptures. Yeah. One pastor in Lighthouse was telling Bishop that he said, I have two sisters. One of them took care of my father and the other one did not take care of him. My father was sick and one was fighting with him and this and that. And my father is dead and the two sisters, when I look at them, the one is going up and up and up and the other one is sick. That she, she's about to die. And Bishop said in the prison that the, the woman is even there. She had cancer, both breasts. They cut it off. She still died. 41 years. Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams said he had a brother who used to have issues with the father called Kwamina. They advised him, talk to your father. Settle issues. He told the father, who, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> mm. Then the, the man was sick. Then they told him, Archbishop said, go to your father, solve the issue. Don't, don't let it. The guy said, no. My father is wrong. When you hear him, he say, my mother is wrong. Be afraid of the person. My father is wrong. <laughs> you don't understand. You, you are right. <laughs> the guy went to bath in his house. And from the bathhouse to the bedroom, he slipped and he hit his head on the towels and he died. Straight away. Pool of blood. He died after three days. That's when they knew he was dead. Now, when they called Archbishop to tell him to tell the father that the son is dead, the father said, I don't have any child called Kwamina. I don't have any child. Where they buried him, the man never went there. And the man too has died. I don't have any child called Kwamina. I don't know him. And are you here? Are you here this morning? The people who make it are the people the devil makes them have issues with their parents to destroy the making it. <laughs> Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. That it may be well with you that you may live long on the earth. The gods on this earth are parents. The gods. 
They decide everything, including the breakthrough of your business. Be careful. Never tell your mother that you don't have money to give her. It's not true. It's not true. When you hear anybody say that, that person is a wicked person because oh, oh, you are just saying that my mother is not my priority. That's the meaning of that statement. <laughs> Leviticus chapter 19 verse 32. You learn how to give to your parents. Ask your neighbor, when was the last time you honored your parents? Ask your neighbor. Ask your neighbor, when was the last time you honored your parents? Huh. There are things we learn. Oh. There are things we learn. Leviticus chapter 19 verse 32. Leviticus chapter 19 verse 32. This young man of God here, his father was sick. I mean, he will not be happy I'm talking about it, but I'll say it. When we close, we will settle that issue. His father was sick and he stopped working for months. For more than four months or five months. Three years. Three years. He stopped working to sit by the father. I heard it later on. Then we started going to the house. I cannot explain the situation. He stopped working for three years. He's a first degree holder. He stopped working. He has businesses. He stopped. He sat by the father till the father died. Do you know what will happen to his life by that sacrifice? You are busy doing what? He stopped working at the, at the funeral. Everybody who read part of the, the obituary, the, the tribute, everybody said the man is a man of God. Hey, things happen at the funeral. It rain, it stop, it rain again, it stop. Hey, brother. The bishops of the church were there. It never happens. He's not a pastor. But the love he has for God and the churches he has built. Kanesi, Pentecost church, this Pentecost, the man, the father. Strong man. He said, I'm going to build the house of God before I build my own house. That was his life. That's what Elvis' mother told us. Yeah. And he got sick. And for three years, this young man said, I'm staying with him. I'm making sure... The prayers and the fasting that we we, we 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 came later on, we heard it later, and the man died. And the man died. Do you know the blessings that the man has released upon him? <laughs> yes, we'll show you. Yes, we'll show you. Your mother is sick, and they called you. you said you don't have money. <laughs> I said, first of all, pray that you have children. Eh? Pray that prayer. Because not everybody will have children. So pray that you have children. Yes, first. <laughs> Never stay away from the opportunity of helping your parents. Never. Luke 19, 32. Thou shalt rise up before the hoary head, the hoary head is somebody who has gray hair. And honor the face of the old man and fear thy God. I am the Lord. You learn how to honor old people, your parents. Eh? Eh? I didn't tell you this morning. You learn how to honor them. <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
her. If there is a battle between you and your parents, you must already know where God will stand. <laughs> Honor them. Your parents may be very critical of your life. Honor them. They may not be supporting certain things you have done. Honor them. They may disagree with certain major decisions. Still, honor them. Honor them. That it may be well with you. It's not well with some people. It's not well with some people. <laughs> Last week, Sunday, we were in church when um, I had a visitor Sunday evening service. I was prophesying to the young man. I said, I've entered into a vision. I see you and your parents. I see issues between you and your father. <laughs> Go and solve it, this and that. And he smiled. I said, oh yeah, there's an SEO. We are just trying to go around it. You're going to go around it. All right. Then I met the cousin of the man. And the cousin said, Papa, you don't understand the issue. The guy's father is also a man of God. I say, he is your biological father and he's also a pastor. And you don't honor him. And you have issues with him. Yeah, because if he does hmm, physically, he has taken care of you. If he does hmm, spiritually, he has been your covering before. I told the cousin, I said, go and talk to your cousin and tell him to work on it fast. And who is your his father? His father is a bishop in this country. I said, oh baby, I'm not. We're trying to work around that. <laughs> Ask your neighbor, do you have an issue with your parents? Ask your neighbor, do you have an issue with your parents? Tell the person you don't know what you are doing. I have people who come to say, I advise my mother on the issue and she didn't take it. Honor your parents. It will provoke breakthroughs for you. It will provoke breakthroughs for you. You want it to be well with your business. Honor your parents. How long? As long as they are your parents. And how long would they be your parents? Forever. So you honor them forever. Is somebody in church this morning? How long should you honor them? As long as they are your parents. And how long would they be your parents? Right. Right. <laughs> you see people, the word of God is coming. They are just smiling, smiling, but they don't change. And they heard the word of God just like us. But it did not profit them because they did not mix it with faith. That's what the Bible said in Hebrews 4 too. You don't just hear it. You believe that this is the word of God for you and you act on it fast. 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 You honor your parents. You have accused your parents of witchcraft before. You are in a different category. You said your parents hate you. 
you are a senior boss. <laughs> I watched a video of a lady who sings. She is an interfere, a musician, a gospel musician. And she said, I will never forgive my father for what he did and this and that. I'm offended. Emiya, Emiya. <laughs> Do you know what I told myself? I said, if this lady crosses 50 par, then God is not God. Your father. Hey, do you see how our emotions are? Jesus. Do you know how difficult it is to pay school fees? Do you know? Most people have not tried paying school fees before. I saw my father's snit contributions. And I saw student loan one, student loan two, student loan three. I watched my father say something. My mom said, I mean, so I mean, so long yet to finish salary. No, you will never know how difficult it was for your parents to take you to school. You will never know. So, don't, 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 don't bring it. Maybe your mother even went somewhere to sleep with somebody for your school fees. You don't know. And she has not said it. Maybe she went to work on Alapo. Alapo. You know Alapo. To pay your fees. Number three. Kingdom investments and paying your vows. Kingdom investments. You come to the house of the Lord. There is something that you have seen as a need. You learn how to give to answer to that need. You learn how to give to answer to that need. Kingdom investments and paying your vows. You want to see your business turn around? Look at God's business first. I have seen people who said, I said, why is it that you are not giving the way you used to give? He said, the person will say, Papa, now you said we should plan how much we, we give. That's why. But there are many other things I've also said about giving. Those ones, you have not taken them. You only took this one that I said, plan it. No, it's something you had already planned. That what I said has given you the strength and the basis and the justification to do that. No, because I've said other things too, but you have still not done those other things. <laughs> so why? Is it that you really respect my voice or you really had the opportunity to do what you had planned to do? Ah. Uh, but, Obiama Minko. Kingdom investments. You come to the house of the Lord, there is a need. You attend to that need. You attend to that need. You attend to that need. Haggai chapter 1 verse 4. Haggai chapter 1. 
Hey guys, after Zachariah. Hey guys, chapter 1, verse 4. Is it time for you, all you, to dwell in your sealed houses and this house lie in waste? Now therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. You have sown much and bring in little. You eat, but you have not had enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You, you, you clothe yourself, but there is none of you that is warm. And he that earneth wages, he that earneth wages, he puts the wages into a bag with holes. Uh, is it not your mind to save your salary for something? Uh, you put it in a bag of holes. You, you can imagine saving 5,000 Ghana city and putting it in a bag of holes. How much do you have left? Okay. Okay. This is Nami Jimmy for Nami Jimmy for Kasa. I will see a suro. I have seen people who never have anything even though they are working. I've seen people. I'm telling you. I've seen things all. I have seen things that when I investigate, I always come to the conclusion that the Bible is true. Kingdom investments. What can I do for the church? Not what the church can do for me. Not what the church can do for me. What can I do for the church? Not what the church can do for me. <laughs> I stopped the church because when it was my auntie's funeral, they didn't give me anything. We, we have done funeral for everybody and you didn't contribute some to. We have done funeral for everybody you didn't contribute to. Hey, any penny? Huh? Hmm. I'm so sad preaching about this. Because this is the major thing that makes people rich and poor. This is it. Giving. Giving. Just the giving. If you pass this, eh, God will prosper you. I'm telling you. So pass it. That say the Lord of hosts. Verse 7. Consider your ways. Go up to the mountain and bring wood and build the house and I will take pleasure in it. And I'll be glorified, say the Lord. When God takes pleasure in something, what will he do? He will reward you. He will reward you. God's house before your house. God's thing before your thing. You, 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 you see people saving towards a grand agenda. It never comes to pass. Huh? Listen, God is first. God is first. Everything, in everything you do, he is first. You place God ahead of every plan and everything you want to do. Now, I will never build a house and move into it when we have not built a place for the church. It will never happen. It will never happen. It will never happen. I was thinking about the work of God before I became a pastor. You can ask people who know me. In churches we have gone and we have attended. I was thinking about the house of God. That's it. I have never gone to any church to play drums, to play keyboard that have ever taken money. Never. 
It's a curse. It's a curse. I must not be paid for doing the work of God. No. It's a blessing that God needs somebody to do something that I'm available. It's a curse. No. Come go to somebody and go and sing and take money. Come on. No. I am helping the work of God grow there. God will send me people to help me. God will send me people to help me. <laughs> you, know, you see, most people are treating supernatural provisions like a bank transaction. <laughs> God, I gave to you last week. Seven days has come. If you don't do anything about it, the motivation for your giving is important. If your giving is not motivated by love, it's, 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 it's crossed out. And if you have love for God, you will have love for his house. You have love for his house. <laughs> one time I was talking to some of my sons, and one of my sons, I'm sure it was Edmund, he said, Papa, you should have bought a car. Uh, you should have bought a car. Rather than investing the money here. I say it's true. I say when I go and I come again. I'll buy a Jaguar. And we'll do church under a mango tree. Then we laughed. Yeah. The house of God first. The house of God first. Anything that I don't see in the house of God. I don't want it for myself. I want the house of God first. That's my mind. So when I told Raymond, he's, in, he's into building and stuff like that, to design the plan for myself, my own house, and the church, he asked me, Papa, which one first? I said, the church first. Let's build the church first. First. Yeah. Let us build the church first. You will see people who have bought lands that when we say church is buying a land, they don't give anything. You will see people who have accrued certain wealth when we say the church wants to do this as if they are in competition with the church. If the church has it, I also have it as if they are at my level. No, I won't allow it. Oh! Matthew 6, 33. But you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all other things, including business breakthrough, shall be added. Some of you have never experienced the supernatural hand of God. All you earn is your salary and people tipping you. People you know, they tip you. That's all. You, you are not working under supernatural provision. Who be that? Because your lifestyle is, you are using worldly principles, not kingdom mysteries. So, what to say? We are we Christian, but we are senior man. Because when God brings His principles in it, He will see that you 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 are not close to it. How can He use His principle to bless you when you are not activating His principle? Most people, if you say money, it's just salary. That's all. Or people tipping them here and there. That's all. 
Say, I met somebody, the person paid this. I met somebody, the person took care of this. You, you, they never hear such testimonies. Because you never take care of something in the house of God. Never. Bishop Oyedepo said, he's an architect. He said, when he was growing up, churches will invite you. Please draw a plan for us for our church. And the churches will ask you, how much will you take? He said, if I have the money, I will build it for you. I won't take money for drawing stuff on papers. I won't. He said, when he goes to a place and the church is not nice, he will go and weep and he will go and cry. Why is the house of God looking like this? That's what Haggai said. He said, you, you are building ceilings in your house and the church looks like this. He said, you will eat, you will never be satisfied. You will drink, you will never be satisfied. And those of you who are working seriously, you are putting holes in your own pocket. He said, consider your ways and turn and go to the forest and come with wood and build the house of God. First, stop your project and look at the project of the house of God. First, <laughs> it will determine every other thing. Me say, I just say, Nami Jimmy for only Jimmy for or Casal see a yam saying. Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 20. You become a builder of the house of God. You become a builder of the house of God. When you are dead. And they say, point to something you use your money to do. What will you point to? One mason was working at Kodesh. Seriously. He was saying, hey, do it well, do it well. And Bishop Dagger said, why are you shouting on this? He said, when I die, my body will be brought here. I don't want anybody to sleep and fall. The, the man was preparing for his death. He was preparing. <laughs> See, Think about the future. What am I doing for the house of God today that when I finally fall and I'm dead and people are reading about when, when people come and read things that are not true, we say it's not true. This is not prophet prince. It's not true. He said, this is true. People will know you years after years. Why are you investing? Why are you investing? In Lake War. You are investing in gambling. You are investing in lottery. You, you, are, you, are, you are investing in useless things. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, whichever bank you serve with, the, the bank will give you returns. I want to bank with the bank of God. Um, not the bank of Casapreco. Not the bank of Casapreco. The bank of God. The bank of God. My Jesus. Nehemiah 2.20 Then answered I them and said unto them, The God of heaven, he will prosper us. Therefore we his servants will arise and build. Arise and build what? Their businesses. 
Arise and build their houses. Arise and build what? The walls of the temple. Stay with the context of the test. You, you see how there are many thieves in the house of God. And how they have changed everything to their personal thing. Nehemiah said, we will arise and build. And God will prosper. As we build his walls, he will prosper us. They were not thinking about their houses. And their homes. And their children. And their food. You, 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 yeah. Who needs cow? Sikin nine five hundred Ghana CD. Who here two thousand Ghana CD? You go post five hundred Ghana CD way for fifty Ghana boat to cement back on my soil. So there be me to me me boy back up for fifty. Now me say who boy with fifty now? What show GD will me more? Me send you be able not take it three thousand or back cross it. They are watching channel. There are times where I'm going to places. I have many things to do. I open my bag, my briefcase. I look through my envelope. I don't have enough money. The Spirit says, don't worry. By the time you come, everything will be said. I say, hallelujah. It's always been like that. Always. Always. The house of God first. As you arise and build the house of God, he will prosper you. He will prosper you. And what really power is the house of God? What, what Does God stay in the house of God? Now, God is actually saying that if you place value on my children, I will bless you. That's what he's saying. Because this whole house of God is the children of God who enjoy it. Who enjoys it? Who sleeps here? What do we do here? When we close, we go. Come on. It is for your comfort. It is for your own comfort. That's the house of God. God first. The things of God first. The house of God first. You invest in the kingdom. You invest in the kingdom. It takes you out from poverty to the breakthroughs you are looking for. <laughs> it takes you out from emptiness to what you are looking for. One of these days, it will be my harvest time and the Lord will release a certain reward and the mouths of people cannot be shut. But what I deserve, I deserve. And nobody will talk me down on what I deserve. <laughs> the house of God first. The house of God first. Proverbs chapter 7 verse 14. Proverbs chapter 7 verse 14. You come to church, you don't care about the way the place looks. Kingdom investments and paying your vows. Proverbs 7.14 I have peace offerings with me. This day have I paid my vows. You make pledges in the house of God. You pay them. You see, most people are crooks. And if you are a crook, your life will be crooked. If you are a crook, your life will be crooked. You see people who have 
promise the house of God. I will do this and they never do it. I will do that and they never do it. And you keep asking why people don't do what they promise you. <laughs> when you promised the house of God, did you do it? When you said you would do what you said you would do, did you do it? I have paid my vows. You must have a book that you take records of pledges you have made. The churches, the ministry, the conference, whatever you went, you have written them down. You have written how much you have paid. You have written how much is remained. You are thinking of how to pay them. Most people are just wicked people. Listen, if you pledge 300 Ghana CD, how can you say you couldn't pay it in a year? When you save one Ghana CD every day for 365 days, how much do you have? Is it not 365 Ghana City? So how can you say you pledged 300 Ghana City and a whole year has passed and you have not been able to redeem it? How can you say that? You are deliberately choosing to forget. That's it. How do you expect God to bless you when you decide that even though you remember, you have forgotten? You are a thief. You are a liar. You are a deceiver. And most people are in church like that. Most people make vows, never pay. <laughs> they make vows, they never redeem. Oh, Jesus. That should not be your story. I said that should not be your story. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 5. That should not be your story. You make vows, you redeem your pledges. You redeem your pledges. Bishop Oedipo said the grandmother told him that there is nobody who is in debt who will ever live a happy life. E. <laughs> you, you are in debt to an extent that you, are, you have debt in the house of God. Is serious. Is serious. He said before he read the Bible to see the power of tithing and the power of offerings, he saw the grandmother living a rich life. He said at the age of 10, they threw a party, a proper party, where musicians came at the age of 10. He asked the grandmother, how did you live that rich? He said, I, I follow my tithe and my offering and my pledges. When she was about to die, they asked her, do people owe you? She said a lot of people. She mentioned name amount, name amount, name amount, more than 21 people, big amount. And she said, anyway, if they give it to you, fine. If they don't give it to you, don't, don't, don't strive for it because nobody who has death will ever live a happy life. That's how she died. Better is it that you should not vow than that you should vow and not pay. Verse 6. Verse 6. Suffer not thy mouth to cause thy flesh to sin. Neither say thou before the angel that it was an error. Yes, you are making vows. Angels are looking at it. As you are pledging, angels are watching you. Wherefore should God be angry at your voice and destroy the work of thy hands? Have you seen why the work of people's hands don't do well? Do 
they pledge and they never redeem. God says, I will send you people who will promise you and they will never pay. What you sow, you will reap. I think many people feel that God is a toddler in a baby scot that we are trying to control than seeing God as the king of our kingdom who is making the rules for us to obey. I think people think God is a TV set and we have the remote control. God is cause. Every other thing is effect. Remember Haggai chapter 2 verse 8. He said the silver is mine, the gold is mine. Now you have come to pledge and you never redeem. Ah, How can I trust you with the silver and the gold? How can I trust you? Father, if you give me more money than you have given me now, I will pledge bigger in the house of God. God is asking, what have you done with the small pledge? <laughs> what have you done with it? Have you paid that vow? Have you redeemed that pledge? Don't be promising people if you not fulfill it. No. There are people who like saying stuff. I'll come to your place, you know. I'll come, I'll come. But they never come. Or I'll give you the money. Don't, don't be that type. People who do it outside are the people who do it in the house of God. Yeah. Because, you see, they, 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 they lie by default. Write my name and my number and the amount and I will not pay. As anointed as I am. Do you think you will go to Do you know what happens to you when you come here? When you go to hospital, you, you see sickness and death and dying. When you go to a prophet, it's different. Do you know what happens? There are people who are always finding ways to lie to God. As if God sleeps. No. You have a pledge to redeem. Maybe a thousand Ghana city. Then we are asking. How many people have pledges to redeem? And you decide as if you have forgotten. When you remember. God will let somebody promise you 10,000 Ghana city. And the person will forget it. Oh yes. People don't read the Bible. Have you read Hosea chapter 8 verse 7 before? People don't read the Bible. Why is it that people promise me and they fail me? Uh, <laughs> what did you do with promising God? Hosea chapter 8 verse 7. For they have sown the wind. They have sown the wind. And they shall reap a tornado. For they have sown the wind and they shall reap a tornado. This is the word of God. What you will sow, you will reap multiples. Mm, so keep sowing. Keep sowing. <laughs> it hath no stock. It means it will not stand. The bad shall yield no meal. If so be it that it yields. Or say, I dare now, or you know. 
Ah, the strangers are swallow it up. If strangers will eat it. Strangers. You will save money for thieves. You will save money for armed robbers. You will save money for sicknesses. You will save money for accidents. You will save money for court cases. You will save money for legal cases. <laughs> Let that not be your story. Let that not be your story. Decide that you are going to fulfill your pledges in the house of God. Now, Anything you pledge in your mind to do for the house of God, do it. Listen to me. How is it that when I'm saying, as we were praying, the Lord gave you an idea about a business writing that you believe it's from God. But when an idea came to your mind to do something from the house of God, that's why you believe it's from the devil. You are a liar. Most people just don't tell the truth. When a thought comes to your mind for the house of God, do it fast. It may be holding your own breakthrough. Most people think that we are here because we are talking in a mic. You don't know. God looks at the heart. Huh? First Samuel chapter 16 verse 9. God looks at the heart. You have to be a genuine believer at the heart. A genuine lover of God. A genuine person who fulfills his vows and pledges. You see, this affects your relationship with people as well. You tell your mother you send her money, you let her wait for three weeks. She calls you, you say you are forgotten. When you remember. One day, I was in the house of a man and they were talking about their, the man and the wife. They were talking about their children. And their cousin came. So he mentioned the name of somebody in the, the house, their firstborn. He said, where is John? The father and the mother said, oh, John, 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 Useless. John, 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 May it not be said about you. And the parents say, oh, God, yeah, oh, 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 Don't say that ye have made a mistake when I pledged. God wants to bless the work of your hands. Don't let the devil destroy it. Don't let the devil destroy it. Four. Seed sowing. You come to the house of God, you find ways of sowing seeds. You can sow seeds of faith, seeds of love, seeds of whatever. You are believing God for something. Learn how to sow seeds. A, a farmer who does not sow seeds must not be looking forward for a harvest. Uh, and if you want to sow orange fruit, you must sow orange seeds. Uh, you cannot say you want to see a certain fruit but you are sowing a different seed. It will not happen. It will not happen. People will never know how much I give to different churches regularly. 
not just to my spiritual father's church and not just to him, to other churches. They will never know. And what it does for our church. You are not a pastor, so you will never know. You learn how to plant seeds. You learn how to sow seeds. That is how you come out from poverty. That is how you come out from poverty. That is how you come out from emptiness. From lack. From lack. From lack. You learn how to sow seeds. Genesis 26 verse 12. Listen to the testimony of the man of God. It will be your own testimony. Genesis 26 verse 12. Then Isaac sowed in that land and received in the same year an hundredfold. Have you seen that? And the Lord blessed him. When you sow, expect to receive folds of what you sow. When Isaac sowed, he reaped hundredfold of what he sowed. When you sow, expect to reap. You sow seeds. You sow seeds. You sow seeds. You learn how to sow seeds. I have never gone to a man of God to a church that I've never sowed. I've never done that. I've never done that. I don't want to talk to the man of God if I don't respect his anointing. It's a curse of me. I never do that. I never do that. No. No. You learn how to sow. Because when you sow, as we just saw, you will enter into your harvest. The promise is true, but the work is also true. The promise is that when you sow, you will reap. The work is that you have to sow. If you don't sow, you will not reap. Yeah. And don't let the devil begin to tell you that somebody is trying to take your money because you don't have money. God is showing you how to come from don't have money to have money. So thank God that your eyes have been opened to the revelation that will turn your finances around. Yeah. I am not poor. I am not even average. But I don't sow here. This is not the place I sow. What do I sow here? Offering 50 cities. See, 50 cities. Is that so? I have places I sow. I sow proper. Offering 50 cities. Is that so? Listen. Me, myself, as a pastor, I'm also a Christian. I have to follow the Bible. Most pastors don't even know how to sow. Most pastors just receive. They don't sow. <laughs> but they forget that as, as pastors, they are Christians. Hmm? Because your father, who gave birth to you, is also somebody's child. Hmm? So if your father is just at the receiving end, he has forgotten that he must be at the giving end as well because he himself too is a child. Everybody will have to live by his own faith. 
Habakkuk chapter 4, verse 2. The just shall live by his faith. So nobody is standing in for anybody. Oh. Come out from poverty. Come out from shame in business through your sowing. Father, as I plant this seed, I ask for a harvest of a miracle. I ask for a harvest. You, you, you sow. You learn how to do it. You learn how to do it. Some people also have the habit of manipulating the man of God. When they come around early, they find ways to sow. And they know that if they just do that, maybe the man of God will like them or something. Then they stop giving to God. As if when they were sowing, they were sowing to the man. Yes. Then later on, when God is now really blessing them, then they stopped sowing. Because they always say, oh, I've sowed some in the past already. How many times do you eat a, a day? When you eat today, you don't eat tomorrow. You must not forget sowing. When, no, you see, anytime God gives you an opportunity to sow, he has a reward of harvest ahead of you. Don't deny yourself that harvest. Don't deny yourself. This worship, we are all worshiping God, oh. We are all worshiping. Nobody's worshiping the pastor. Okay? We are all worshiping God. God. <laughs> ah, you. You learn how to be consistent with your giving. Because giving is the only thing that will make receiving possible. Luke chapter 6 verse 38. Giving is the only thing that will make receiving possible. Ask your neighbor, are you a giver? Ask your neighbor, are you a giver? Ask somebody else, do you sow seeds? Ask the person, do you sow seeds? Huh. Mercy. Psalm 126, verse 5. May somebody receive grace to understand this message. Mm. Receive grace to understand the message. Psalm 126, verse 5. <laughs> Psalm 126 verse 5. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Have you seen that? Verse 6. He that goeth forth and weepeth bearing precious seed. Precious seed. Not useless seed. Eh? Not useless seed. Some of, some, of, some of the Christians I know are experts at sowing useless seeds. Seeds that if you were given to them as seeds, they would not even take it. Yeah. They are the seeds they are bringing to the house of God. Yeah. Divu 420 Ghana, but two offering one city. Useless seeds. Useless. Seeds that when somebody gives it to you, you feel it's an insult. That is the seed for the house of God. That is the seed for the house of God. He that goeth forth and weepeth bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again rejoicing, bringing his shapes with him. If you are a sower of seeds, believe that you are going to see your harvest on your own shoulders. <laughs> some three weeks ago, I've told some of you, when I was coming to church, the Lord said, you will never pay school fees of your children. I said, why? He said, you have paid enough school fees. You have paid enough school fees. 
I'll make my children go to the best of schools. Now that I won't pay school fees. Jesus. Be responsible in your work with God. Understand your place and stay with it. Stay with it. What does God expect you to do? Do it. Do it. Do it. Learn how to sow. You learn how to sow. God will not let the harvest escape you. We are not saying that. Sow for your healing. Eh? Sow for your salvation. Those things are wrong. Eh? If you are sick, sow. God will heal you. No, that, there is nowhere in the Bible where somebody sowed to be healed. We are talking about the realm of financial breakthrough. And you will see through the scriptures that for every widow who needed a miracle, the person had to sow first. That's it. It's a financial miracle. Listen. You can be writing an exam, social studies, economics. Maybe a, a question, a subject is here, is here, maybe your productivity. It's in economics, it's in social studies. But the approach to answer that question in economics is different from social studies. If you use social studies approach for economics, you will fail. That's how you have to learn the different things to do for the different things you are looking for. When it comes to financial miracles, there are things to do. When it comes to healings, there are also things to do. They are not the same. As I'm working in the house of God, that is my seed. A. Then I should not give offering. Me. Because nobody works here than me. Huh? Nobody is closest to how much I work. Then as I'm talking, I'm showing my seeds. Oh. Damn junior. You are looking for a financial miracle. You commit to financial sowing. Listen, every church that is working has the basis right. Simple. The basis. The basis. I see your business turn around in the name of Jesus. Are we on point five or six? Five. Honoring your man of God. You learn how to honor the person that God has given you. As your pastor. You learn how to honor him. You learn how to honor him. You learn how to honor him. You learn how to give. Not useless seeds. Useless honor. Proper honor. Proper honor. Proper honor. First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 11. Sometimes I wish I was not a pastor. Sometimes. I wish I was sitting my somewhere cooling high. This work is too difficult. 
too difficult. It's true. I don't regret being a pastor because that's the calling of God over my life. But me, Ankasa, I wish that I was not a pastor. Yeah. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 11. If we have sown unto you spiritual things, is it a great thing if we shall reap your carnal things? Listen, don't let your pastor be saying things like this. It's not nice. When your pastor says, oh, is it too big for me to receive something from you? It's not nice. It's gone. The favor is gone. The blessing, the genuine blessing is gone. You see, I'm overly surprised as to how many people open, their eyes pop open the moment they hear I have something new. They come out from seizures. Ah, you should expect it. If I have shown spiritual things as I'm doing now to turn your business around, is this a great thing that I have as carnal things? Is it a big thing? Will you compare the value of carnal things to spiritual things? When I see people who behave some way and they have a problem, I, I laugh like killer <laughs> when they call me. I am a I can't sleep. I can't give birth. I can't this. There's this problem. There's this problem. Prophet, please. There's this problem. Please. How do you compare material things to spiritual things? How do you compare, let's say, money in your account to divine protection? No, do you know the monies people have in their account? And do you know how they died? If I have sold you spiritual things, praying for you, laying hands on you, prophesying to you with miracles, testimonies. Oh, it's not. In fact, don't let it even cross your mind that you are comparing natural things to spiritual things. You are already wrong. That's what Gehazi did. He compared physical money of Naaman to the anointing of Elisha. And it was done for. It was done for. By the way, when you see, because we are a young church that we are growing, that's why we are close like that. Okay, so handle it well. Okay, yeah, don't don't, don't abuse it. Because if you are suddenly now ten thousand, you won't be close to me. Okay, so don't abuse it, and don't use the privilege of being around me to investigate my material possessions. Hey, no, it's too much. It's too much. It's a privilege that you are close to me. It's a privilege. You don't have any prophet in your house. Any prophet among your brothers or sisters. Okay? Wait. Tobo. God has looked at all your problems and has sent you somebody to help you out. Cherish it. Oh. I have a new Benz. Everybody's eyes goes down. I have a new... No, but if the church member has it, but if the pastor has it, we must close the church. Why? No, because the pastor, no, people cannot bless him or what? What are you saying? Nobody can bless him. Do you know the number of people who are connected to me that you will never know on this earth? Hey. 
Don't make it difficult for yourself. <laughs> when you hear that I have an island, don't be surprised. Who can say that I have stolen his one city before? Or one city, her one city. Huh? Don't do that. Don't turn nice people into monsters. Okay. When I have three cars, I will give one to the pastor. Hey! When the pastor has three cars, he will give one to the church member. Oh! Don't waste the opportunity. You will see how important I am when I suddenly lay a boundary between you and I. You will see it. Now, dear, you won't see it. Because I'm saying we are a young church and we are close. We laugh. I hit you, you hit me, we talk. That's why. Yes, there are people who have booked me for three years. They have not seen me. Two years. All kinds of people. You were there when the radio gold, whatever, whatever, called me. I called, I called her. She didn't pick. And she called me. What did I do? I put you on silence. Whatever, whatever, whoever. No, no, no. Me, if I call and you miss my call, you have missed though. No, because by the time you are calling me, I'm doing something new. Yes. And Bible said, new behold, a new thing shall I do. I'm always doing new things. You miss it, you are gone. You miss a meeting with me. Don't think about it again. You will risk the society. You and you make a calendar. No, no, no. I understand the value of opportunities. Yeah, so when I when something let's do it and you change your mind, I say, okay, so later. Don't don't think about the later. Forget it. It's gone. Yes. No, because as for you, you were created to do well, but as for me, I was created to struggle. Uh, because I'm the person, I'm created to struggle. Huh? if you are going to prosper by what I'm teaching you how much do you think I should prosper the one who is teaching you no I, I have 10 points I've given you 5 but by the 5 you will do well but by the 10 I should beg no what do you need Neduma? you have a warped mindset what do you need Neduma? it's just envy and jealousy And it will not work, oh. Uh, don't turn the blessing of a man of God into a curse. Learn how to honor your man of God. When it comes to a place when your man of God is now demanding from you honor, it means you are already veering from the path. When your father has to remind you that he is your father, it means there is something wrong with how you see him. When your mother has to remind you that she is your mother, it means there is something wrong with how you see her. Don't wait for you to be reminded that your man of God is your man of God. It's a lot of problems. It's a lot of issues. <laughs> no. I honor my man of God. I honor him. And I will not stop honoring him. 
Because I understand what that, that, that owner will do. You know, Sarah says she met a client and the client said, in this COVID season, are you guys, you are making well, you are doing well in business like that. Do you know why we are doing well in business? Do you know the decisions I take? Do you know the sacrifices I make? First Kings chapter 17 verse 12. 1 Kings chapter 17 verse 12. And he said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake but a handful of meal in a barrel and little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son that we may eat and die. You see the path of the woman. She was going to die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first. First. You learn how to honor your man of God first. But make me thereof a little cake first and bring it unto me and after that make for thee and for thy son. The little that is remaining as a window, Elijah said, make for me first. You know, this point, Elijah was actually demanding the honor, but it's wrong. It's wrong for him to demand. First of all, the woman should have honored him. You see, but the woman was missing the blessing. Now Elijah said, I have to demand. Either than that, you will be poor. You will eat it and you still die. You will eat it and you still die. For thus saith the Lord of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth forth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and he and her house did eat many days. Verse 16, and the bar of me wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. Uh, there is power in honoring a man of God. There is glory attached to honoring a man of God. In fact, being born again actually means you honor Jesus Christ. Everything begins from honoring him. You treat him as nothing. Ah, uh, you get nothing out of it. You will learn how to honor a man of God that God sends your way. Don't let a man of God come to your house and leave and you have not honored him. It's very stupid. Don't let a woman of God come to your house and you have not honored her. It is very stupid. By the way, a proper man of God will not be going to the houses of people too just like that. I'm in your house. I'm in your house. I have come here. I'm there. No. Meeting a man of God is a special opportunity. Meeting a man of God is a special opportunity. That's why you will see that people who see men of God often usually don't have respect and they are the most foolish of all Christians in the universe. Those who have men of God as their brothers, their husbands, their cousins, they are, they, they, they are very stupid. I was on a platform with my father in the ministry and somebody sent a message there. Bernard, why are you not picking my calls? Another day, the same brother, Bernard, why have you not? And more than four times. And my father put on it, don't call me Bernard. This and that and that and that. And he spoiled everything. He spoiled everything. 
Hey. What anointing that God gives to men is not in the anointing oil bottle. Bruh, it's somebody's business. There is a spirit that activates grace. You respect it. You, re you, you have the proper way of relating with men. You see people very close to men of God, very stupid, and nothing works for them. Eh? Because they are what somebody far would treat special, they are fooling around it. So hey, God also says, okay, fine, keep fooling. No, because it's honor that will provoke whatever you are looking for. Is that not what we just read from the Bible? It's honor that will provoke it. So if you dishonor, ah, I mean you are on your own. You are on your own. Ask yourself, why is it that children of Rehad Bonky, children of Billy Graham, and those people have not turned into great men? Ask yourself. Ask yourself why Archbishop's sons have not, and daughters have not turned into anything. Ask yourself. Why Bishop Dad's children, all of them have not? Ask yourself. And ask yourself, why Bishop E.A.T. Sakimom is somewhere? Ask yourself. Oh, the foolishness in the house of God. The foolishness. Uh, so, Papa, so if after years we have come to know you and now you are close to me, how should I relate with you? Relate with me the way you used to relate with me when you were trying to get close to me. That's all. That's how you honor people. You don't get familiar. You honor them by reminding how you used to relate with them. And you keep it like that. I have value for relationships. Oh. Oh. Honor. Honor. You go to ICGC, you see the honor they lay on Dr. Mensah Otabel. You go to Christ's embassy, you see the honor they lay on Pastor Chris. You go to Action Chapel, you see the honor on Archbishop. You go to Lighthouse and Bishop Doug is a mighty prophet. They have not seen his kind before. That is honor. Any church that is not working, the people in the church don't honor the man of God. And the man of God does not distinguish himself in honor. You must distinguish yourself as the man of God. In honor. Yes. Your father's bow is not your bow and your mother's cap is not your cap. Yes. Your father's seat is not your seat and your mother's chair is not your chair. Yes. The man of God must distinguish himself. That's why when Jesus was going to Jericho, he decided that he was going to sit at the back of a donkey. All the other disciples trek and let's go. We are not the same. Before you begin to think that Peter and Jesus are the same, Jesus said, listen, walk, eh? Walk. I'm sitting here. Walk. It was a donkey that they have never sat on before. And the donkey was their most expensive vehicle at that time. Jesus was in a Rolls Royce. The others were trekking. And he didn't beg them. He didn't complain. And he didn't talk about it. I'm sorry for being on a donkey and you people are walking. I, I wish there were 13 donkeys. You are not my mate. I don't have any mate in this day. Anytime I feel that anybody is trying to become like me, the way I will paralyze the person, you will be surprised. Because between where you are sitting and where I'm standing, it's a lot of conferences, a lot of prayer meetings, a lot of fellowships, a lot of church, a lot of plants, a lot of soul, a lot of fasting, a lot of submission. You are not my mate. And remember, from the beginning, before you spoil things, you can also try. I always give people that chance. Now, how can you be on a platform you are calling a prophet like my father? He said, Bernard. Even 
Bishop Dag. People call him Dag. I met one young boy at a, a West Hill Small. We were having a meeting. And we we're talking about issues. He was asking me questions about church growth and all that. And he made a statement about Bishop Dag. And he said, even that guy, Dag. I said, which is the guy, Dag? They said, oh, Lighthouse. I said, Bishop Dag is a guy. I said, we have closed the meeting. I packed my things. I left. Because I, I'm about to attract a curse. From such a foolish boy. Bishop Dag is a guy. Do you know the churches Bishop Dag has built in Ghana and Africa? Do you know? <laughs> there is no one person who is at his level in church growth in this country. No, no one person. No, our parents do my CGC. They are all snails compared to Lighthouse. In terms of church, building, numbers, people. You call him Dag. And you are doing your church in somebody's hall. The hall they have not finished. Though. I went there with you. Huh? Hall. Oh. Was it not a hall? How many people were, were there? Not up to ten. How many people did I go with? More than seven. And the church was not up to ten. <laughs> and you call Bishop Dag Dag. The guy Dag. <laughs> Someone look at someone and say, the guy dark. The guy dark. <laughs> Tell the person, you know, the guy dark. <laughs> hey. And you have been doing that church for five years. Kettings, dirty kettings, red. It looks like a temple. <laughs> Mike was not working. Nothing worked. Nothing was working. Ah, none of you were there. You see small boys talking about men of God, just pass. I always advise you, pass. Pass. It's not your level of discussion. Listen, when God is talking, he talks with men of God. Eh? Eh, so pass. Eh? Pass. <laughs> Rather learn how to honor so that it provokes a blessing on your own life. The widow could have debated the words of Elijah. But she decided to revere the words of Elijah. It brought her her own miracle. You don't save money to buy things. That's not just the strategy. You learn how to honor and God provokes a miracle for you. You see, so many people just know about the worldly standards and the general principles. They don't know about the kingdom mysteries. No. If I'm believing God for a car, I must sow into somebody's car yeah, and help the person get his car. It, it reminds God. That's it. If I'm believing God for strong children, I must pray and sow into the lives of people to have strong children and happy, healthy children. It will remind God. What I'm believing God for, I must provoke sin in somebody's life. It will remind God. <laughs> Children are a blessing from the Lord. The way you will show honor to your man of God is to honor his words. You honor his words. Not just honoring when we see there are people who send me messages and it pains my heart. 
There are people, I, I, you know, I may, I may have helped them in one way or the other. Uh, Papa, please, thank you. God bless you. I mean, why do you send a message like that? You have to send a message talking about whatever it is. That's, that you, are, you are a fake person. No? Papa, I, when I go to my father and I'm sending him a message... That I thank you for the time. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the questions you answered. Thank you for the glorify you gave me. I'm so great. That's it. I'm talking about something specific. Papa, please, thank you. God bless you. Ah! What is that? What are you hiding? That I helped you? Or what is it? What are you hiding? Why are you taking the details away? And there are two kinds of people who send messages on birthday. Oh, God bless you, uh, man of God. May Malachi 3 happen into your life. And may Habakkuk 2 also happen. And may 2 Corinthians come to pass. Ah, what fakeness is that? You see other people, Papa, thank you years ago. You helped me how to do this. And you showed me how to do that. They are the people who remember. Papa, let Galatians 3 happen. And let numbers four come to pass. Fake, fake people. Fake. If I have ever come to your house, you have ever served me water and drink. When I come home, I send you a message. Thank you for the food. Thank you for the soup. Thank you for the water. I don't forget. I don't forget. Apostle, it's true. It's true. Priscilla, it's true. Yes. I don't forget. Let lamentations one. <laughs> it's too much. Ah. <laughs> Fake people. I pray Exodus 14. Hey. Mercy. Let's go six. Six, then we are done. Mark chapter six, verse four. Honor your prophet. A prophet is not without honor. A prophet is not without honor. You, you learn these things and you do them continuously. When I say give to poor people, you say I've given once. No. You do them for life. You do them for life. You find poor people and you give to them for life. Orphans for life. You, 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 your parents, you give to them continuously till they die. When they are even dead, find people who are around in their family and give to them. You don't, people don't understand how things work. As for me, my mother is dead. All that I have is my father. But my father to me and him, we are not fine. That is zero over two. That is zero blessings over two. If it's only your mother who is alive, give to your mother as if your mother is your father and your mother because genuinely, she's your father and your mother. Hmm. Six. Six. First fruits. I'll just jump first fruits and we'll look at another. First fruits. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9. You learn how you bring your first fruits to the house of God. The first month of the year. Your salary, your, your, the profit of it, you bring it to the house of God. Papa, I'm sowing this. I'm giving this. I'm giving it unto God. Proverbs 3.9 Honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruits of all your increase. With the first fruits of all your increase. You learn how to do that. 
What will it do? It will provoke the blessing. Look at verse 10. So shall thy bars be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst with new wine. You honor God with the first fruit. He breaks your business through. He breaks your business through. He breaks your business through. Now, why is this important? Somebody will say. If the people of the world are so angry that you are giving in the house of God, does it really mean they love and care about us that they don't want us to waste our money? No. No, because these worldly people will also go for shows and they will pay for it. Is it not true? Stone Boy Show. Rated 300. Shatawale rated 500. Platinum, whatever. Gold, whatever. Silver, bronze. Verse we had charcoal rate. People pay. And you go there and it's 2,000 people and they don't complain. But when you come to the house of God, we say, bring a seed of 500 cities. 200 cities. Why they complain? The complaint is that the people of the world know that as you are giving to your God, there will be a, a, a release of blessings. And the blessings will cause you to have dominion over them. So they have to lie to you about it so that you don't give to your God. As you are not giving to your God, they will now have their money and they will have dominion over you. If you have an unbeliever boss that you are working for, it's a sign that an unbeliever is sitting on you. And that's the meaning. That's the meaning. But there is a way you can come out from that realm and begin to have control. Giving. Giving. So you see this worldly and wicked people will go for money rituals and they understand that they must give there. But when you come to the house of God and you want to give, they say no. Because they know that when, as they are giving there, evil spirits will give them money. And by the money, they can have control. But if they can tell you to stop giving, you cannot have the money and you cannot have the control. How can a worldly person really love you as a child of God? Jesus said, if they loved me, they would not have killed me. And if they did not love me, they would not love you. How can a worldly person care about you? We care about you. That's why we say don't give your money. We think about you. It's not true. There is a reason. The reason is to keep you poor. So that they can have influence. You have to come out from that. I will not be poor. I will not allow an unbeliever to dictate for me in any part of my life. I will be in control. The Lord will bless me. That's what I see in the scriptures. Saviors shall arise upon the mountain Zion. They shall tear the house of Jacob. That's what I see. I see all nations flocking into the mountain of God. We have become the law and the standard. Come on. It's not the other way around. They understand that as they visit occults, as they practice their gaze, as they practice their wicked things, it will provoke money and money will give them control. So they tell you, don't give. Don't give. We love you. We love you. What love? If the unbeliever really loves you, he will have accepted your savior as his own savior. <laughs> if an unbeliever really loved you, he would have accepted your God as his God. He doesn't. He knows the power in giving. You go to every sacrifice, there is a giving there. You go to every altar, there is a giving there. You go to every wicked camp, secret society, giving goes on there. They know what it will provoke. Foolish Christians. Have the word of God. Know God will not give. Oh, poverty. Poverty. 
You come out from it. You come out from it. So shall your bands be filled with plenty and your presence shall burst out with new wine as you give your first fruits, as you give your increase. You come out from it. My God. An unbeliever will not dictate for you in the name of Jesus. You will not be under the control of an unbeliever in the name of Jesus. Ah. You see how difficult it is to work for an unbeliever when you want to serve God, you cannot serve God. <laughs> yeah. And you see how all unbelievers, when they have position, they make sure church days and church times become important meetings. They are controlling you. They are controlling you. They are controlling you. Oh, because they know your source of your power is the house of God that you meet there. They, they are making you break that fellowship so that they control you. And the money to you didn't get. Because you didn't serve their God. Uh, wake up and wake up fast. Early to rise, early to shine. Seven and lastly, tithes and offerings. You are in the house of God. You are believing God for your business to break through. Learn how to give your tithes. Learn how to give your offerings. Learn how to come to the house of God with your tithe. Learn how to come to the house of God with your offering. It took giving for the widow to come out from poverty. It will take giving for you to come out from poverty. It took giving for Abraham to become the father of all nations. You see, most people do not know that Abraham became the father of many nations because he was ready to sacrifice Isaac. He was ready to sacrifice Isaac. He was ready to do what? To sacrifice Isaac. That is when God said, I swear by myself that in blessing, I will bless thee. It took giving. It took giving. Abraham was a man who gave. He gave sacrifices. He gave cows. He sacrificed on the altar. Solomon gave. Bible said he burned thousands of uh, cows. Thousands of cows unto the Lord. God woke up. He said, what is happening? He said, Solomon is happening. He said, Solomon, Solomon, I've covenanted myself. In wisdom, I will give you wisdom. Nobody will be greater than you in this realm. Solomon, Solomon. For the sacrifice you have given, does God chew cow? It's a demonstration of your faith in him. It's a demonstration of your honor that you have for him. Because I will bless you. I will bless you. Hey, another name for blessing is to be envied now. That's why people envy the blessed. The same Hebrew word for blessed is to be envied. That's what the Bible says. And the Philistines envied Jacob because he was blessed. Blessing provokes envy. But it takes giving to enter into the realm of the blessing. Giving. The scriptures can never be broken. The truth of the word can never be broken. You either align yourself to the word or you are taken out from the race. You either align yourself to the word or you are taken out from the race. And my passion for you this morning is that we move from these realms of thinking about rent and school fees to feeding 500 children daily and 1,000 children monthly and 2,000 workers every month. Let's move from this realm of I did not get the money for the capital and I did not have the money for the equipment. Let's, let's move from this smaller, smaller things to another realm of impact 
national impact, global impact. Let's move from this realm. That's my heart. That's what I'm preaching. That's what I'm teaching. That's what I'm provoking you to be a giver. Let's move from this realm, this shallow, shallow realm. Shallow realm. Oh, Jesus. Huh. The Lord said, the treasures of kingdom he will give us to us. The treasures of secret places he will give it to us. What are you talking about? We are looking up to a time where we will be commanding money that will control Africa and make the decisions that will affect Africa. Come on. Hmm. Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. Receive the grace to be a giver in the name of Jesus. Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. Bring you all the tithes in the storehouse that they may be meeting my house and prove me now herewith, said the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Verse 11. That's the prayer I pray for everybody who brings the tithe. Look at verse 11. And I'll rebuke the devourer for your sakes. You hear me say that every time. I'll rebuke the devourer for your sakes. And he shall not destroy the fruit of the ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field. Say the Lord of hosts. Verse 12. And all nations shall call you blessed. All from your tithes and offerings. Huh? All from your tithes and offerings. Faith is a product of knowledge. When you know the right thing, you can suddenly have faith. So then faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word. As I'm teaching you the word of God concerning finances, I want you to have faith concerning finances and faith concerning giving. You will check out from your level. No human person will pay all your bills from you. You have to begin to suddenly look at supernatural doors open for you. Heavens, windows of heavens open for you. It is provoked by tithing, by offering. And you see Christians lying about their tithe. They complicate their thing. Bishop Oye said he had a vision. The Lord said, if you bring your tithe and it's not really your tithe, it's a donation. Eesh. It doesn't enter any tight records in heaven. People don't know that in Hebrews chapter 7, it is Jesus Christ who is actually the receiver of our tithes. They don't read that. Physically, you bring your tithe to the pastor, but spiritually, you have given it to Jesus. He's the one recording the accuracy of your tithe. Go and read Hebrews 7. Do you know why we are careful with what we are doing? We know things. Yeah? <laughs> Yo. The windows of heaven will open upon your business as you tithe. As you tithe. Now, let me say something very powerful for you to realize that if you are a businessman or you are a businesswoman, you must tithe for your business. There is something called individual tithe and corporate tithe. You, when you tithe for yourself, it is your individual tithe. When you tithe for your business, it's a corporate tithe. So many children of God don't know about the corporate tithe. All they know is the individual tithe. No wonder you are receiving your salary, but the business is not working. Hmm. Okay. 
You can be getting your own salary because you are tithing. You can be getting your own breakthrough because you are tithing, but the business itself will be going down because the business is not under open heavens. You, the person, you are under open heavens, but your business is not under open heavens. That is why as a ministry, we, I, I make sure we tithe every month. Harvest Fields Ministries, which is different from me or Hennebeko in Titan. We are different. That's why we are here in one year. That's why the ministry is here in one year. Because the ministry is Titan. That's why I'm also not poor, because I am also Titan. Huh? I'm showing you. I'm showing you so that you follow. And follow hard. Follow hard. Look at corporate titan. Genesis chapter 14 verse 16. You have a business. You tithe on the monthly sales of your business. Which is different from tithing on your own salary. You learn how to bring your business under open heavens. You see most people start business. They don't go anywhere. It's not under open heavens. God is not a liar. God does not lie. God cannot lie. Genesis 14. Verse 16. And he brought back all the goods. And also brought again his brother Lot. We're talking about Abraham. And his goods. And the women also and all the people. You know. They, they were led into captivity. So Abraham went with the military, his own people, and they went to defeat the king. And then that's why the Bible said he brought back all the goods and again his brother Lot and his goods and women also and the people. So you see, there are two types of goods we are talking about. Lot and his goods, Abraham and his goods. Jump to verse 20. Verse 20. And blessed be the most high God which had delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And Abraham gave him tithes of how many? Of all. Tithes of his goose and tithes of Lord's goose. He gave tithes of all. It's not Abraham's tithe. It is the tithe of all the goose. And all the goose of Lord. All the products, the tithe of it. That's corporate. That's not individual. All the goods. You have a work you are doing. At the end of the month, you calculate your income, whatever sales. You tithe on all the sales. That's different from you working. Because your, you, your life may be working and your business may be going down. It's happened to so many people. Most people don't align their businesses under open heavens. It's just them. It's just them. So you see that taking care of the driver is different from taking care of the car. <laughs> you take care of the driver. He's sick. He has gone to hospital. He's eating well. But you learn how to maintain the car. The car is different from the driver. The business is different from you. The business is different from you. You are different. You are making your own salary out of the business, but the business must come under open heavens. And the proof of it is where we are in one year. By tithing. I started tithing for the ministry more than eight years ago. 
Hmm? More than eight years ago. For the ministry. More than eight years ago. Papa, my tithe. Papa, my tithe. Papa, tithe for harvest. Papa, tithe for harvest. Yes. All my businesses tight. And the church tight. And I tight. Yeah. That's why my tithe is more than somebody's salary. And I do it month after month. I believe God. I believe God. I follow the Bible. I follow the Bible. If you envy me, you envy me in vain. Because every step of a giant is a high jump for a toddler. Every step of a giant is a high jump for a toddler. You learn how to stretch by walking with giants. You stretch by walking with giants. Corporate tithing. Corporate tithing. You come to the house of the Lord, you work, you, you are paid weekly, you are paid monthly. Make sure you tithe as an individual. Don't be giving excuses. That's how people are poor forever. Excuses. I use my tithe for this. I use my tithe for that. And my tithe has gone into this. That's why they are poor forever. Because when God expects them to be, to be faithful with tithing, they are lying. Malachi chapter 3. They are lying. They are deceiving. I'm robbers. Give me Malachi chapter 3. May you not be an arm robber. Arthur. Verse 8. Malachi chapter 3 verse 8. Let me add offerings to it. Tithes and offerings. Malachi 3 verse 8. God is showing you how to come out from poverty in this month of business breakthrough. You learn what you don't know and you begin to do it fast. Because there is nobody who we are the race and we say pay who stands there for three minutes and never wins the race. By the time you hear pay, that's when you have to move fast. That's when you have to move. You wait, uh, you waste. You wait, you waste. You move fast. That's why I'm here. By the grace of God. That's why the ministry is here. By the grace of God. We are blessed. We are financially blessed. By the grace of God. For one year. I'm telling you. I know what I'm saying. God has blessed us. If he makes you not give your offering today. Don't worry. Somebody has multiplied his offering. Don't worry. No, because as I'm preaching on tithe and offering, and see, somebody has already prayed over a seed to drop. So, as for you, you won't change anything. You won't change anything. <laughs> Malachi chapter 3, verse 8. Will a man rob God? Will a man rob God? The answer is no. Is that not the case? But God says, Yet you have robbed me. But you say, Oh. Where, where have we robbed you? God says, in tithes and in offerings. You don't give your offerings the way you should give your offering. You are a robber. You don't give your tithe the way you should give your tithe. You are a robber. It is when you are poor that your tithe must be accurate. It is when you are rich that your tithe must... Your, 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 when you are poor that your offering must be accurate. Because that's the way out of your poverty. That's why the widows gave in their poverty. And everything turned around for them. When they were poor... When they were poor, you will see poor people lying more about finances. 
when being honest about finances, what will turn things around for you? Come on. Hmm. Verse 9. Verse 9, I want you to just see it. I won't, I won't, I won't read it. Malachi 3, 9. I won't read it. I hope you have seen it. I hope you have seen it. I won't read it. It's too deep. So I just want you to see it. I just want you to see it. For people who joke with their tithe and their offering, I want you to see this. I don't want to read it. You don't know. You don't know what you are doing. I decided that I will follow the word of God. I read a book by Frederick C. Price on integrity. I decided that I will follow the word of God concerning my finances. I will follow it. I will follow it. Because I saw in the word of God how it will turn things around for me. I saw it. I saw it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Someone say I'm poor, so I can I don't I don't have offering. There is a verse for you. You are poor, but you have not eaten in two weeks. It is just lying. All thieves are liars. It's just lying. Basic. Mark 12 41. Mark 12:41. I said it is when you are poor that you, your giving must be accurate. When you are poor. Because it is giving that will bring you out from poverty. It is giving. It is giving. It is giving that will bring you out from poverty. Every financial shame can turn around by the power of giving. Look at the Bible very well. You will see people that whose lives were full of shame. Read the story of 1 Kings chapter 17. You will see the widow whose husband oh, dead. She didn't have anything. You read 2 Kings. You will see another widow, chapter 7, whose husband died and the woman had two sons and the sons had become collateral for some loans the guy went for. Oh. Worse, widows, poor. Yet when God comes on the case, he says, give. No, you care about the poor than God cares about the poor. You love the poor than God loves the poor. God says, to come out from this, you have to give because it is your giving that will provoke the faith for your miracle. It is your giving. It is your giving. And Jesus sat over against the treasury. That's where they were putting their offering. And behold, beheld how the people cast money into the treasury. And many that were rich cast in much. <laughs> Verse 42. And there came a certain poor widow and she threw in two mites which make a farthing. Let's go on. So the rich were given, the poor was also given. The widow did not say, because I'm a widow, I won't give. She gave. And he called unto him his disciples and he said unto him, Verily I say unto you, that this poor widow had cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury. Let's go on. 
For all they did cast in of their abundance, but she of her once did cast in all that she had. How much did she cast in? Are you here? Look at the Bible. How much did the widow cast in? All she had. Even her life savings. Uh, the widow cast in all she had. As a poor person, God still expects you to give your best. She cast in all she had. Stop lying. You will be poor forever. I'm telling you the honest truth. You will be poor forever if you don't come under this umbrella of giving. The widow gave all she had. She still gave her best anyway. She gave her best. Even though she was a widow. And she was poor. That's it. You see how poor people lie about money. It's so dangerous. So dangerous. Can give more than they are giving, but they will not give. The widow came with all she had. Her whole life savings she gave. No wonder her name is recorded in the Bible. No wonder her story is recorded in the Bible. You don't have an excuse. You don't come out from poverty and see whether you'll be able to fulfill your vision. Whether you'll be able to complete your assignment. What makes this story beautiful? She gave all she had. That's it. She was not lying. She was not lying. Unlike other churches where the emphasis is laid on the rich people who are not giving. I'm telling you that poor people are more chisel. And that's why they are in poverty. Because giving is your way out. It's your way. But you see the poor people are not giving at all. When this poor widow, once again, another widow and another poor person gave all she had. We cannot abuse the scriptures and get the best out of God. We cannot abuse the scriptures and get the best out of God. She gave all she had. You are poor, you don't have an excuse. You rather must check out from that poverty by giving. You check out 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 by giving. And this is why these are mysteries. Because this wisdom does not work in the world. That's why in Mark chapter 4 verse 11, Jesus said, The things that I'm telling you, they are mysteries to those of you in the kingdom. But to those outside, they are parables. When they hear, they will say, does it make sense? A parable is something that you hear logically, but you cannot explain. They, they, they hear it, but they cannot explain. But Jesus said, for people in the kingdom, it's a mystery. This is the mystery. This is a secret unveiled to you as you are part of the kingdom. You, you don't have, that's when you must give. When you are believing God for something, that's when you must give. If what you had was able to provide for you what you were looking for, you should have had it by now. That's why you have to inject your faith to give. You give to God. As I give, I expect this. Father, let there be a miracle. Let there be a miracle. You are genuine. You are honest. You are praying. You are giving. You are not making a noise about your giving. You are not showing people what you are giving. You are, you are not creating a public display and spectacle about your giving. You are honest to God. Father, I'm giving. That's why the Bible said those who sow in tears. Who sow in tears. You know, I had a son who was coming to give me a seat. And I said, how much are you going to give me? And he mentioned the seat. 
and how he, his gesticulation, his body language, I said, change the seed. Change the seed. You are too comfortable with this seed. Yeah, you can't be bringing a seed and be smiling. Your seed must come in tears. Change it. You are too comfortable with this seed. It's not a seed for you. It's, it sounds like bonus. Change it. So in tears. Change it. Change it. Change it. Change it. Let it provoke a certain reaction in your own business. You will see the hand of God. God is teaching you what the people of the world cannot relate with. Because the God of the kingdom is not the God of the world. He's not. 2 Corinthians 4.4 tells you that the God of this world is Satan. Our God is the God of the church, the God of the kingdom. His principles are different. His ways are different. You come to the realm where you can give. You suddenly begin to walk under open heavens. May you enjoy open heavens over your business in the name of Jesus. I said, may you enjoy open heavens over your business in the name of Jesus. May you enjoy the best of God in your business in the name of Jesus. You are motivated by love. You have expectation in faith. You give. You give. You are motivated by love. You have expectation in faith. You give. Things will turn around. I see businesses turning around in the name of Jesus. I see businesses turning around in the name of Jesus. I see businesses turning around in the name of Jesus. Let's look at our last scripture. Thank you, Holy Spirit. There is something called a giving grace. There is something called a giving grace. May somebody here walk under the giving grace in the name of Jesus. The grace to give. The grace to give. The grace to give. That will be your portion in the name of Jesus. You will give. You will receive grace. It takes grace to be given. It takes grace to be given. People I say, why is it that, you know, one guy had been, he, has been, he had been looking at me every time I visited a certain church. He said, why is it that every time you give, a, you are part of the first bracket or the second bracket? Why? They are all older men. They, they are richer. They are more successful. I said, that's the bracket I want to join. It's the bracket I want to walk into. <laughs> it's the bracket I want to walk into. Yeah. Second Corinthians chapter 8. Verse 1 to 3. Moreover, brethren, we do you to wait. Of the grace of God that was bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. It takes grace to be a giver. There was grace bestowed upon them. How that in great trial of affliction, even though they were in a lot of pain, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty, they were in a lot of pain, but they had a lot of joy, even though they were poor. You see how poor people always look unhappy. Yesterday I was teaching about that. If you don't have joy, you are not doing the right thing. You are doing the wrong thing. 
abounded unto the riches of their liberality when they were poor and did not have and were in pain and sorrow they had joy and they still gave much just like the widow that Jesus talked about just like the widow that's it for to their power I bear record yeah and Beyond their power, they were willing of themselves. You see the force behind giving. That's the motivation. Willing. That's the love. I love to give. I love to give. I love to give. I am willing to give. And it is the grace of God. Oh, remember what the Bible said in verse 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 1. It is the grace of God upon the churches of Macedonia. You see many people thinking so much about their bills when they have to be thinking about the faith that they have to grow in God. I've never sat down to think about bills before. Never. I lie not before my God and my King. Never. Never. Money has never been a problem. My mind has never thought of money. I always look at the hugeness of God and how he's able to provide. And it makes me relax. Nobody motivates me. Nobody motivates me. Don't give up. Don't this. Oh no. No. It was not needed. Another person may need it, not me. My faith looks up to God. I know I've seen the hand of God. Now, every testimony you have heard in this church came through my anointing. It's enough testimonies for me. It's enough testimony. I can't doubt that God works. Come on. <laughs> my faith is rest assured. I am relaxed. I am still going to give. I am still going to sow. I am still going to tithe. And my faith is looking up unto God. I don't look to any of you to pay anything for me. No. Oh, that's too low. It's too low for my level. I don't look to any of you. No. Recently, I, some of my sons, I told them that, get a phone for me. They were going to get a phone. I said, no, stop it. Thank you. God bless you. I'll get it myself. I made them stop it. The same week, somebody sent me good money to buy a phone. Good money. Good money. Because of envy, we can't disclose some things. Money that is good enough. Yes. To buy a phone. I told them, stop it. Just stop it. I don't look up to you for my bills to be paid. Do you know the size of my budget? How will you pay it? I look up to God. I trust him. <laughs> I trust I know God will provoke somebody. I know God will tell. I know something will break through. I know. I know. I have stopped myself this year from traveling to many places. The only thing I've accepted is to go to UCC. Because the Lord spoke to me as a covenant. I'll go. Many places where I can get good monies. Somebody's phone is beeping. I went to, I had a meeting with some miners at Takwa last week. I should have gone. I told my mother that I'm tired. I won't go. I told my father, good morning. Good morning. They'll pick me up. They'll fly me. They'll bring me back. I'll be in the hotel. I said, no. My bread, let me sleep. 
I don't struggle over money. And I don't lick the bottoms of people for money. No, 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 no. I trust God. And God has been faithful. God has been faithful. May your faith be lifted beyond the bills that you have. I'm speaking to somebody here. I said, may your faith be lifted beyond the bills that you have. And may you begin to see the hand of God work things in your own life. You hear prophecies. And the person it came to pass the next day. Yeah, the person it happened on the Monday. Everybody say it happened on the Tuesday. And the person it's come to pass. You hear, you hear, you hear, you hear, you hear, you hear, you hear. This is a place for you to have knowledge. It's a place for you to have faith. It's a place for you to walk in the tangibility of the promises of God. Yeah. You change your mind. And you receive grace to be a giver. You receive grace to be a giver. You receive grace to be a giver. I pray for somebody here that as you walk in these mysteries, you'll see the turn around in your own business. I pray for you that as you walk in these mysteries, you'll see the turn around for your own business. I pray for you that you witness the turn around in your own business. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Father, grant me the grace to be a giver. According to your word in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1. Moreover, brethren, we do you to wait of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. Father, grant me the grace to be a giver. Lift up your voice and pray. Father, grant me the grace to be a giver. Lift up your voice and pray. Father, grant me the grace to be a giver. Oh God. Oh God. The grace to give to the needy. The grace to give to the poor. The grace to give to your parents. The grace to sow seeds. The grace to honor your man of God. The grace to invest in the kingdom. The grace to give your first fruit. The grace to give your tithe. The grace to give your offerings. The grace to pay your vows. Lift up your voice and pray. It is giving that will turn your finances around. Lift up your voice. You have received all you need to know today in order to assess your next level with ease. Agree to the word. Accept it. Adjust to it and apply it. Your results are coming. You can contact the man of God on plus 233-577-296-916 or on SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, podcast, and YouTube via the handle Prophet Ohinibe Queen. You can also meet him live at the Mountain of Results Auditorium, Dansuman Market Complex, Accra, Ghana. Stay blessed. To clear my day.